Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question, the show that gives you too much information about why you shouldn't be scrolling your family's photo albums like their freaking Tinder profiles, you nasties. <laughs> <laughs> my name's MT, and I'm here today with my fellow big head gang brother, Tommy Bechtold. What's going on, Tommy? Woo, big head gang, let me hear you. Big head gang. Seven How's that big head doing to get it, brother? Dude, seven and three quarters. Or don't even talk to me, okay? That's all I'm talking. You got your your right? your hat size <laughs> se seven and a half. You're there, but if you're any lower than that, you're not in the big head gang. You're in the normal head gang, and that's fine. But you'll always all be part of the boothang right? gang. All right, you're all welcome in the boothang gang. I dig it. I love it. I'm glad yeah. your big head is looking very beautiful today. Oh, I, thank I, you I must so say. much. Thank it's very you. nice. Yes. But hit me with that big question, Tommy. What is today's big question? My Let's friend? go, baby. We've talked a lot about the Loki series on the big question and on this channel as a mm. whole. So much has changed or expanded in the MCU yeah. because of this show, and we know the future is going to be even more crazy. But there's one question from the Loki series that we've been avoiding. And now is the time for us to address it. Peaches and Cream is here to uh, sort through all sorts of awkward feelings. Uh, it's a question a lot of people have been asking for, so here it is. This week's big question is, would the romantic pairing of Loki and Sylvie be considered incest? Yeah, we got to talk about it because, you know, I mean, we're, we're going to try to be as scientific about this question as we can because this topic likely gives most people the heebie-jeebies, as it yeah. should, but uh -huh. we all were kind of left wondering this question when the episode ended because it was kind of weird. Like, when they first started flirting with the series, I was just like, what What are they doing here? Are they, is Loki about to, like, kiss himself? Like, what, what's going to happen? Yeah. That's what happened. So, was this incest? Let's, let's dig into it. But to begin, Ooh. we have to first establish what incest even is, because incest is considered to be the human sexual activity between close family members or relatives. I, I mean, no duh, I'm sure we all sort of knew that, but just to lay it down, like, clearly. And generally, these are people so closely related that they are forbidden by law to marry. And obviously, laws vary from place to place, unfortunately. Um, and in some instances, people are free to marry relatives, such as cousins, which is kind of weird, but... Yeah. I guess that's whatever. Uh, <laughs> but for the okay. purposes of this very, very scientific discussion, we're going to consider the persons who are blood relatives, aka people in sanguinuity, as they call ah. sanguinuity. Basically, don't have sex with first-degree relatives. It's just, just a general rule. I like to call it rule number one. Don't have sex with, uh, with first-degree relatives, which are individuals who share... 50% of your genes, like parents, oh, children, yeah. siblings. Oh my God. Um, just don't do it, just generally. I, I, the fact that we're making this declaimer is terrifying. Who's watching this? <laughs> the Lannisters. We're gonna get like angry comments from the incest community like, hold on, this is intolerant. I can't believe it. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you're saying I can only be stuck in washing machines and have my step bro make love to me? I can't have my real bro make love to me in a washing machine? <laughs> But no, the term incest was first used back in the 13th century as it's one of the oldest cultural taboos, as it yeah. should be. And most modern societies have laws prohibiting incestuous marriages, and the practice is generally shunned in cultures throughout history, unless you're royalty for some reason, because then it's weirdly encouraged. Because mm. apparently you gotta keep that bloodline extra, like, strong. Thick. <laughs> keep that bloodline thick. Keep those thick eyes bloodline. close together, keep the bloodline thick. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but why exactly is incest so discouraged? Like, what is it about incest that makes incest bad? Well, 
to answer that. It just is. So don't even, like, I, I don't want to hear it. Just don't yeah. do it. Okay, the end. We're not your babysitters. But if we were, that wouldn't be incest. That would be something worse. It wouldn't be incest. You know, as long as you were, if we were babysitting you over 18, yeah. totally fine with me. I but think that's sure. just a service you can get in Vegas uh, for like $1,800. <laughs> But no, 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 we're going to be as adult, as serious as we can be and as we talk about this weird-ass issue because, you know, I personally blame Game of Thrones for all of this because n everything was fine before Game of Thrones made incest cool. Soiled it! Soiled it! Soiled it! Those Lannisters, those dirty Lannisters. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, they're, they're really attractive people. Like, the Lannisters are very attractive human beings. Yeah. You can have anybody in the world. Why your brother slash sister? I mean, let's think Disgusting. about it. They're good looking, they're powerful, they pay their debts on time. Why will they not just have <laughs> sex with people that aren't blood relatives? They're everything I'm looking for. I think you probably just uh, hit the nail on the head there because they're not gonna find anyone as perfect as them. So they're yeah. probably just like, you know what? No one yeah. pays their bills on time like us. I've yeah. got a bone you, sister. We did say we'd take this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So besides the obvious societal issues of family copulation, there is a scientific and evolutionary reason why incest is not a good idea. It's a science of fun, yeah. One reason why incest is prohibited is to prevent inbreeding, which can result in a ton of genetic disorders in offspring. When the parents share a close genetic relationship, the children can be at a greater risk for congenital disorders, death, and developmental and physical disability. Mm. So like your genes, if you are like super, super close to like in, in um, similarity, you're gonna have a lot of problems there. So uh, no, 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 no. So incest is not healthy for the survival of the species. While Loki and Sylvie kissing may have destroyed the fabric of the universe itself, it did not produce any offspring. So at least we're safe there. And thank God that didn't happen because I'm pretty sure Loki was kissing without a condom on. So oh, anything could have happened there. That's a big no-no in my, <laughs> my life. If you kiss a girl, you could get her pregnant. You learn that's it here right. first. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing. We're teaching you the real, this is sex education. Never kiss a girl. Cause you will get pregnant. And die. That's why I've never kissed a girl in all my 29 years of li Just kidding, that's not true. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say me either, but all right, I guess I'm also kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, Kate Heron, the director of Loki, actually weighed in on this big question. Because during a recent interview with Polygon, Kate said, my interpretation of it is that they're both Lokis, but they aren't the same person. Like, I don't see them as being like brother and sister. They have completely different backgrounds. And I think that that's really important to their character. They sort of have the same role in terms of the universe and destiny, but they won't make the same decision. So the director says that it's not incest. All right. And Sofia DiMartino, the actor who plays Loki, or Sylvie, commented on this romance as well. And she said, I kind of expected it to be pretty split and some people to be really into it and just going along with it for the fact that it's a sort of love story. And then I knew that there would be some skeptical people who weren't sure. For me, it's kind of an exploration of self-love. It's not as straightforward as two people falling for each other who are versions of the same thing. It was important to us that she was a different character and that she had her own way of talking and fighting and reacting. So there we have two people very involved with the situation and characters who confirmed that Loki and Sylvie hooking up isn't incest. But that's not enough. So let us go into what the science behind incest even is. So an important thing to think about here is DNA. And we're going to have to base all of our discussion on human DNA because human DNA is presumably different from Asgardian or Frost Giant DNA 
but we don't have any research available on that. So we're just working with what we got. And Asgardians and Frost Giants are both bipedal humanoid creatures, so the DNA is probably somewhat similar to some degree. But what is DNA? Well, I'm glad you asked because DNA or deoxyribonucleic acid. What? Deoxyribonucleic acid. What? Deoxyribonucleic acid. Is our molecular blueprint. It's those tiny little double helix chains you probably learned about from that cute little cartoon in Jurassic Park because that's literally where they unveiled DNA research. That's when they first discovered it, the Jurassic Park one. Um, most DNA resides inside the nucleus of the cells in our body. And one thing that DNA does is create RNA, which is used as a roadmap for the arrangement of amino acids in our body. So from the DNA comes the human body. It's all science. It's, it's basically the code that makes our bodies Right, it make itself. But DNA also makes up our genes. And every human has between 20,000 and 25,000 genes. So God, if you thought you had a, like a lot of genes in your closet, not, not as much as the genes in your body. I'm just saying. <laughs> Pretty sure no one's made that joke before. It's in your genes. You weren't talking about your pants. <laughs> each person has two copies of each gene, one from each of our parents. And most people share the same genes, but a tiny percentage of our genes, less than like 1%, are slightly different from other humans. And it's these differences in genes that give each human unique characteristics and features. So DNA determines what we will look like along with a host of other biological and physical factors. So since Loki and Sylvie appear to be so physically different, there is no way that their DNA could be identical. So if we were talking about Loki and President Loki, then we might be looking at a much closer DNA match there. So with Loki and Sylvie, their, their DNA makeup just is just so probably so different from each other that I don't think it would make much of a difference. So what do we know about Sylvie and Loki's biological makeup? Well, let's start with Sylvie because ladies first, because we're, we're nice men here. We're men of, of class. Gentlemen. Big head gang, gentleman gang. One thing about the big head gang is we are ladies first. Let's start with Sylvie. She's much older than Loki. I mean, not to be mean. I mean, just, just a fact. And we see on a form in the TVA, her full name is Sylvie Lofi-Dottir. So much like Loki, in Sylvie's timeline, she is also the offspring of a frost giant, Laufey. And we can assume that Laufey is also the king of the frost giants of Jotunheim in Sylvie's universe, because why would Odin bother adopting the offspring of some random frost giant who we also randomly bothered to learn the name of? So we know that both Sylvie and Loki had Laufey as a father, but what about their mothers? Because we never learn about Loki's biological mother in the MCU, so we have no answers there. But in the comics, Loki's mother was eventually revealed to be Tarbauti, the queen of the frost giants. Mm. And she supposedly killed herself after being so ashamed for giving birth to a runt frost giant. Because frost giants are usually super tall. They're giants. And Loki was very small. Uh, which mm. is why Loki is the same size as the Asgardian. Hopefully mm. we'll see more about Loki's biological mother in like the second season of Loki. Because I, I was really convinced that Farbadi was going to show up. Yeah, is Loki because we're going we're talking about a show about Loki's life and his in his past and all that stuff. So yeah. they never really talk about his biological mother. I mean, I think that that's gotta. <laughs> I think season two, baby, that's a scoop. That's gotta happen. And we also don't know who Sylvie's biological mother is, so it's mm. possible that Sylvie's mother is not the Farbaudi variant of her timeline. It could be another frost giant entirely. Luffy is presumably the one with the royal bloodline, so in that way, the Loki mothers in these universes could be interchangeable. So whatever defect that caused Loki and Sylvie to not be born a full frost giant could be passed down through the father's side of the family lineage. Mm. And it could also be some curse placed on Laufey by some magical being that he's sincerely pissed off. He's a real uh, freezy bitch, that Laufey. <laughs> so either way, the chance that Loki and Sylvie could have different biological mothers instead of similar variant mothers 
means that their genetics could be even more dissimilar. But it's also interesting to note here that the comics actually switched the genders of Loki's parents from what they were in real Norse mythology. In Norse myth, Laufey is the name of Loki's mother. Faubaudi disowned Loki for some reason, I don't know, I mean, it was probably because Loki was an asshole, so he carried his mother's name and it was called Laufeyson. So why the hell did the comics switch this? Who the hell knows? But one more important thing to consider is that Loki and Sylvie are not brother and sister. There are variants from different dimensions. So you might be thinking, well, that makes them like identical twins, right? Well, identical twins happen when a single fertilized egg splits into two, and the twins then share a genetic makeup, though it's not a 100% identical genetic makeup. Also, identical twins are always the same sex, and there are so many random variations that can happen when the genetic materials of a male and a female are combined to make a new human. Like, Loki and Sylvie are not twins. They have completely different genetic makeups. So here, as we arrive at the end of this conversation, this incestuous discussion, I think we can definitively say that while Loki and Sylvie's pairing certainly breaks the laws of, you know, interdimensional stability, mm. it's definitely not incest. And their genetic makeups are so completely different and their DNA from different universes that the incest label does not apply here. <laughs> If anything, the trait of Loki's loving themselves more than anyone else probably explains why Loki and Sylvie have such strong feelings for each other. Like they share similar qualities and understand each other's struggles, but they are two completely different people. Though if they were to make an offspring, it should 100% be a Nexus being because yes. good gosh, that, yes. that's, that, that'll probably be a very uh, mischievous child. The Prince of Mischief. Would you guys want to see a Loki uh, Sylvie baby? Let us know in the comments below. Wouldn't that, <laughs> that just be the Joker? <laughs> Straight up. Like, that's literally, that's probably the, the true Joker origin story. But a great way for you and any of your variants to support New Rockstars is by checking out our merch at newrockstarsmerch.com. So be sure to check out our most recent addition to our latest obsession line of shirts inspired by the Suicide Squad. It's an amazing shirt. You gotta check it out. I love the Suicide Squad. It's gonna, it's amazing, I love it. But we've only got a limited supply of these left, so be sure to grab one before the tiny bomb inside your brain explodes. We didn't put it there, it's just, it was there before when we, when we found it. Uh, it's a great way to support the channel and all of our awesome content that we produce. So head on over and check out all of our merch options over at newrockstarsmerch.com, not .org, not .gov. Com. And before we dive into our bite-sized questions next, some words from the amazing folks that help bring Big Question to you. Folks like Mint Mobile, because after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, those mother I can't say bad words in the ad, we've all learned that there's always a catch. The cool thing about Mint Mobile is that there is no catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in form of, you know, stupid mystery fees. Instead, Mint just passes on those sweet savings directly to you because they're just nice like that. Ryan Reynolds owns the company, so he's not gonna screw you over. You, you trust Deadpool, right? Why wouldn't you? Philip made the switch to Mint Mobile and he loves that he gets to keep his number and gets better service at a much better price. Like he's always talking about how Mint Mobile's amazing. I'm like, Philip, please, I'm, I'm, I'm at a funeral. <laughs> Uh, for people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month, and all plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 
15 bucks a month. So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get this plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash big Q. That's mintmobile.com slash big Q. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash big Q. And we also want to thank Honey. We all shop online. We've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is a free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones and puts it in your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, all of your favorites. Too many to name, but I'm guessing they're ones that you like. When you're shopping online and go to checkout, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. It's that easy. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch those prices crash, baby. Faster than me trying to finish a term paper at midnight when it's due the next day. <laughs> crashing. Why? Because I won't borrow my roommate's Adderall. I'm not going to go down that path. Okay. Ooh, too real, too real. Uh, did I just get a little too real for you guys? Off-screen producer Brandon, <laughs> who is drug-free as far as we know, recently used Honey to save $18 on some new work clothes in case we make him start coming back into the office again. And by the way, Brandon, I want to stress this. You do still need to buy pants, too. Just because you buy a nice dress shirt doesn't mean you can go bottomless. Although, <laughs> Cap Maybe we'll push for casual Fridays. Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion with a B, dollars in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in just a few seconds. And by getting it, you're doing yourself a solid as well as new rock stars. And we love that. That's a, that's a symbiotic relationship. I'd never recommend something I don't use. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash big question. That's joinhoney.com slash big question. I love you. All right. Well, as we go on to our bite-sized question, I was thinking with, with Obi-Wan coming forward, I've been thinking a lot about Obi-Wan and his life. And how when Obi-Wan was a Padawan with, with, little, with Qui-Gon Jinn and they were just going on little adventures together. So that made me think of this bite-sized question that was submitted by I.A.J. Smith on Discord. How long does it take a Padawan to become a Master Jedi? Great question. Great question, I.A.J. Training to become a Jedi is a personal journey of meditation and learning, of course, as well as doing everything you can to not turn to the dark side of the Force even though it looks like way more fun and you get to bang girls or guys or whatever you want. The training path <laughs> for a Jedi is supposed to start when you're fairly young. Uh, at least that's how it was in the Old Republic before Order 66. You remember that? Fun times. Once it was determined that you have the Force, you were whisked away to the Jedi Temple to begin your training. As a youngling. He killed the younglings. Anakin, mm. is this true? I did what I had to do. <laughs> You remember when Anakin made a youngling Julian salad out of them over uh, over there? That was nice. He oh, yes. Sliced and diced. Surprisingly brittle. That's right. They were, so, <laughs> they were so tender at that age. He made a nice little youngling charcuterie board. Uh, those were younglings. That's what we were talking about. The first step on the Jedi training path. Once you reach a certain age and are ready for combat, 
You can build a lightsaber and become a Padawan. That's if you haven't been viciously murdered by then. You would then be given a more experienced Jedi to be your mentor. This could be a Jedi Knight or a higher-ranking Jedi Master. Mm, not Anakin, though. <laughs> Got him. Never Anakin, always getting dissed and dismissed. If you'll remember, in the prequel film, The Phantom Menace, one of the finest films of all time. Oh, yes. Obi-Wan was still a Padawan to Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn. To rank up from Padawan mm. to Jedi Knight, you have to complete the Jedi Trials. Once you're a knight, you could spend some more time training and honing your skills and possibly mentoring a Padawan of your choice. You were the chosen one! Eventually, if the Jedi Grand Master saw fit, you would be given the title of Jedi Master. There's really no set timeline for when you move from youngling to Padawan to knight to eventually Jedi Master. It's based on your own abilities. For example, Obi-Wan was still a Padawan in his early 20s. Some people fa fail the launch. Look at McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> However, Anakin moves much faster through the ranks during his training, possibly mm. due to his increased force abilities, and also probably because there was uh, some heavy-duty clone wars going on. Also, he probably took Adderall. <laughs> he definitely, Anakin for sure took Adderall. Obi-Wan was like, I'm just gonna drink a bang energy. Look at that, naming a sponsor. Uh, all right. So it can take anywhere from a few years, if you're someone like Luke Skywalker, to an entire lifetime to go from Padawan to Jedi Master. Patience, use the force, think. But if you want on the fast track, you should probably wait until there's an intergalactic war going on because mm. the Jedi Masters kind of let their guard down then and just start promoting mother that's it. That's your answer, you jabronis. Go home. Well, thank you, Tommy. Your My answers pleasure. are always so informative. But I got another one for you. Don't okay. sit back and relax just yet because Never. I got another one. You ready? You ready? Mm -hmm. Which of the Olympic sports would each of the original six Avengers be the best at? We'll look at both the original six Avengers in the comics as well as the original six Avengers in the MCU. And let's assume that the Olympic Committee is not going to let you bring any special equipment to the events. <laughs> You have to go on pure talent alone. Tony wouldn't be able to use his armored suit here, so we'd have to aim for the events where his intellect gives him the upper hand. Mm. Tony could probably learn everything there is to know about sailing and probably be one of the best mm. there is. That's a rich man's sport. When did you become an expert in sailing? Last night. Sailing. We'll say sailing for Tony. Let's say sailing. Oh, that's a good one. He just looks good on a boat. I, I, I must say he does, especially when he's uh, saving people on a ferry. Yes. He looks especially good. It's a great look for him. <laughs> All right. Next we have Ants. Ant-Man. And here we're talking Hank Pym Ant-Man. Mm. So he doesn't get his Ant-Man suit. He can't rely mm. on that. And until drinking becomes an Olympic sport, he should probably just stick to hand-to-hand -to -hand combat skills, which he does have. So we'll say <laughs> boxing or judo for Hank Pym. <laughs> Troubled soul Hank Pym. All right. Next, Hulk. Let's assume that if Bruce hulked out, he'd be disqualified. So mm. we wouldn't want him killing anyone. So the Hulk should focus on the calmest Olympic sport that there is. Golf. Could you imagine that? Bruce Banner golfing? Like the Hulk with like a normal sized putting stick. Also, calmest Olympic <laughs> sport there is golf. I've never seen more white men lose their shit than on a golf course. Uh, except for maybe, uh, maybe at a TGI Fridays. <laughs> Got him. So you're spinning straight backs, Tommy. Too real. <laughs> All right, next we have Thor. Thor would probably excel at most Olympic uh, events, but let's be honest, <laughs> he needs to do track and field solely for the hammer throw. 
But he'd probably win all the track and field events. Uh, and I don't even know if he can mm. win the hammer throw because he can throw that thing like, around the world, can't he? They'd just be like, zero. You threw it the entire, it just came all the way back around. Mission failed. We'll go next time. Next, we have Wasp. Janet Van Dyne wouldn't have her suit, as we've already discussed. Mm. She's a natural, she has natural combat abilities, thanks to the training she received from both her husband, Hank, and Captain America. So she should also compete in boxing, judo, karate, maybe even wrestling, a little grappling, huh? I'd pay money to watch Michelle Pfeiffer wrestle. So... Next, we've got Captain America. Cap's got a lot of natural ability that they can't take away from him, thanks to the super soldier serum. He'd probably be pretty adept at any singles competition and would probably help any team he was part of win a medal as well. He should run the marathon, do the decathlon and pentathlon, basically. Probably join America's rugby team, wrestling for sure, rowing, uh, the swimming events, basketball. Seriously, just sign Cap up for every event. He's not going to not have the stamina for it. <laughs> Seriously, he can literally do probably like two events at the same time. That man is juiced up. That's right. <laughs> Let's look at the MCU Avengers lineup. We've already covered Iron Man, Hulk, mm. Thor, and Captain America. That will all stay the same. But we've got Hawkeye, which is, of course, mm. cur curling. I'm kidding. It's archery, obviously. But really, <laughs> we're going to be good at any event that requires target position, shooting, table tennis, even badminton would be a good event for Hawkeye. Mm. Then we have uh, Black Widow and her, uh, uh, she would be tied up in litigation, so she would not be able to compete. No, I'm just kidding. Definitely put Black Widow in the combat fighting events like Judo, boxing, and Taekwondo. But we should also remember that she has some dance training, so throw her in rhythmic gymnastics just in case. And that's it. Mm. Yo, I feel like Black Widow would be an amazing uh, figure skater. Yeah, This I is not the Winter Olympics, but yes. like she would kill it with figure yeah, skating. Oh my absolutely. God. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Tomathan, for these amazing answers to these amazing questions that we've got. Please join our mm -hmm. Discord if you want to ask big questions like these, and you make sure to use the hashtag #BigQuestion um, on Twitter if you want to submit big questions and stuff because that's how we do it. But yeah. let us move on to our favorite segment of the show. It's the box of scraps. Box of scraps. Box of scraps. Box of scraps. So today's box of scraps question is: Tommy, if you were on the Suicide Squad. What would be your useless power? <laughs> mm. I would be a like uh, blob-like structure, <laughs> like just like melting person. But uh, uh, my name would be the Grammar Slob, uh, and I would be I would be able to go around basically on a scooter, scooting my big blobby body around, correcting people between uh, there, there, and there. <laughs> Which and which, and uh, you know, I before E, except after C. <laughs> the grammar slot. When to use the Oxford comma, when to use a regular comma, when to use an ellipse, when to use, uh, you know, all that stuff. A semicolon, a colon, all that stuff. That's what I would be good at proofreading. I dig it. I like it. I, the grammar <laughs> Wow. I feel like you would, uh, all the English like majors, um, English professors, uh, school teachers would all mm. uh, co-sign this. Yes. They would all bring their kids to watch the Suicide Squad at that at, at that point. Absolutely. Oh god. <laughs> but that's a really good one. Um, my useless power. I think I'll probably end up just being a comic book guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> be like, because uh, I have all this comic knowledge in my head. I'll just be like, um, actually, uh, <laughs> Hawkeye was only Ronin temporarily. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so some shit like that. I don't know. Just like 
Hopefully not as obnoxious and annoying as comic book guy from The Simpsons. I like But, it. like, you know, just a useless comic book knowledge. Because, like, I feel like I know so much about obscure Marvel shit that I'm just mm-hmm. like, all right, might as well make that into a power. Maybe Amanda Waller will use me to, like, infiltrate a Comic-Con or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But that is it for this episode of Big Question. I want to thank Tommy for joining me. As always, you can follow him at Tommy Bechtold. He's hilarious. He's funny. Please follow him on Twitter. He's, he's the coolest man alive. Uh, you can follow me at Mastertainment after you're done following Tommy. But most importantly, most importantly, you can follow us at New Rockstars wherever we are on the internet. And if you follow us on YouTube, make sure to hit that notification bell so you can get notifications whenever we upload a video. And please make sure to hit up NewRockstarsMerch.com because we have amazing shirts like this and all sorts of cool shit over there that'll make you look cooler Uh, than you already are. So please head on over there because it really helps us out. Thank you guys so much for watching and we will see you guys next time. We love you so much. Goodbye.